This is 88.5 NEPM. With Massachusetts lawmakers in agreement that updated gun reform is needed, the Senate's gun reform bill takes the spotlight this week. I'm Carrie Healy, and this is Beacon Hill in 5, our look at the week ahead in politics and government in Massachusetts. We've got Chris Lazinski from the Statehouse News Service on the line. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Carrie. Gun safety reform, it's a top priority for the legislature. And now, months after House lawmakers passed their proposal, Massachusetts Senate lawmakers have crafted their vision of a a wide-ranging gun reform bill. And as you well know, Chris, from your reporting on this story, the Senate legislation comes in at 35 pages. That's much shorter than the House's 129-page bill approved in October. So what's in this Senate bill? There are a lot of similarities between the bill, at least in terms of the topics they're trying to target. The Senate bill seeks to rein in the spread of ghost guns by requiring gun frames and receivers to be serialized and classified as firearms. It would expand the existing state law, sometimes called the red flag law, um, allowing more types of individuals to petition a court to remove someone's access to firearms if they're deemed dangerous. It would ban carrying firearms in government administrative buildings, but it would let cities and towns opt out from that. It would also do some registration reforms, some data collection reforms, and in one especially new piece that just the Senate is pursuing, it would basically ban marketing of unlawful firearm sales to minors and give people harmed as a result of that unlawful advertising access to civil lawsuit action. So, as I recall in the fall, there was strong opposition to the House's bill from gun owners and Second Amendment groups. They called that government overreach. So, while this Senate legislation was only released Thursday last week, uh, what are some of the early reactions you're hearing? Yeah, I'm expecting that um, gun owners are still going to be opposed to this. The bill is somewhat different than the House version, but it does target a lot of the same issues. So, For all intents and purposes, we're expecting gun owners groups, Second Amendment groups, to remain mostly opposed. The big difference in who's on board this time is that the Massachusetts Chiefs of Police Association is on board from the outset. The head of that group, Agawam Police Chief Eric Gillis, went as far as to trek to the Statehouse last week to join Senate Democrats for the bill's rollout and say from the get-go, My group is on board. We like this one, even though we did not like the House's bill. One final question on this topic. You know, the House gun legislation went right to a floor vote without any joint committee involvement. Are Senate lawmakers taking a different pathway towards forwarding this legislation? Sort of, kind of. Um, There is not going to be a hearing on this bill as drafted Senate leaders claim that they are using past testimony given at a public safety committee hearing on a wide range of gun bills, but this is going to head to the floor just as a a Senator Cindy Cream amendment to the wide-ranging House bill. Interesting, but we have to move on. Governor Maura Healey filed her $58.15 billion budget for the next fiscal year that begins on July 1st. The spending plan is crafted to accommodate a a flat tax revenue growth projection. It calls for a temporary redirection of casino gaming revenues. Is that redirection of revenue common for Massachusetts budgets? No, that's a pretty new technique, and it's one of several new techniques that the governor's team is proposing to use in this budget. 
altogether, some new revenue strategies add up to something like $1.2 billion, um, really helping fuel the overall increase in spending that the governor wants to make, despite a forecast that state tax revenues are going to stay about flat. So what does that casino gaming revenue line support currently, and where is she going to be sending that? Yeah, right now, gaming revenue flows into about a dozen different buckets, including transportation funding, local aid, um, putting some of that money into savings. And Healy right now is basically saying, no, we're just going to steer this into our budget, make use of it in the year ahead. Okay, so let's zoom out. What do we expect next in this budget process? You know, the annual budget is going to go the same way it always goes. We're going to have many hearings over the next two to three months where lawmakers will invite a whole bunch of people from around Massachusetts to weigh in on different parts of the budget, make their case for why they deserve more money. The House will roll out its budget plan in April. The Senate will roll out its budget plan in May. And then we'll just be sitting around waiting for an eventual and almost certainly overdue conference committee to produce a final accord. And you'll be reporting on all that and more in the meantime. Chris Lazinski is a reporter with the Statehouse News Service in Boston. Thank you, Chris. Of course. This is Beacon Hill and 5, our weekly check-in at the Statehouse. You can subscribe to this podcast and others from NEPM at our website. That's nepm.org slash podcast. This is 88.5 NEPM. Thank you.